Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to another episode of Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today, we have Manuela Steve, the CEO and co-founder at Alpha.io. Manuela, how are you today? Very good, very good. It's a beautiful day in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, thank you for joining us and pleasure to have you here. So I am equally excited as Manuela to understand what you want to say about uh, things we have, set of things to ask you. So are you ready? Can we start? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, so before we get going with other things, would you like to tell a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is, is Manu Sivi and uh, I've been in the blockchain space for a while. We actually started looking at blockchain as a tool to certify physical artwork in, in 2015. Uh, I picked up a book called Blockchain for Dummies at the time, which was about Hyperledger, a chain that nobody talks about anymore. And, uh, you know, fast forward to today, uh, we run an enterprise SaaS solution that allows uh, companies to solve three main problems, authenticity, resale, and community building through uh, Web3 solutions. Right. Okay. Awesome. Great to know. Thank you so much. And Manila, what are your thoughts around micromanaging? Do you think CEOs should should, uh, micromanage hiring process? I feel like there's not enough time to be able to micromanage, right? My in early in my career, I feel like I could have some tendencies around, you know, micromanaging and making sure people do things in a certain mm-hmm. way. But especially as you grow, the team grows, responsibilities grow, deliverables are nonstop. Like I literally have no time to mac- micromanage people. I have to believe that they're going to, you know, get to where they need to get through their own process. But I do believe in setting strong uh, you know, goals and deadlines and making sure that those things are, are are followed. Super. But do you think micromanaging is healthy to a certain extent or not? I don't think it's healthy because you're not going to have time to, if you're micromanaging someone, you're not, you know, giving your own work and your own strategic thoughts enough time. You're spending way too much time focusing on other people's processes. Right, right. Absolutely. Very well said. That's right. Okay. And so how can you grow managers into leaders who know how to take care and motivate their teams? So once again, I feel like it's so important to set goals, to set, you know, deadlines and to make sure that your team is always on the same page in terms of deliverables, that they know that there will be consequences if these deliverables are not met, but that at the same time, you know, make sure to give them credit, make sure to give them, you know, uh, let them be in meetings, which would be above, you know, their pay grade uh, when they when they do a superb job. Right, right. So appreciations, timely appreciations does work. Yeah, it's it's a tight ship, right, between you yeah. know what you expect people to do and uh, what you know, and giving them credit for the things that they actually like overachieve and you know, especially go beyond your your own expectations. Correct, absolutely. And Manila, as we know already that culture impacts a lot of things like employees' productivity, their satisfaction, retention rate, and all that. So how should one 
can define the culture? What are some of the things uh, they should keep in mind? What are the things that you need to keep in mind in terms to define company culture? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, when you're running a startup, especially at the beginning, everybody needs to be very flexible and understand that, you know, there's no job too small or no job too big. Right. And that comes from from setting a horizontal structure, but also, once again, you know, um, having meritocratic uh, processes in place so that if someone, even if they are an intern, uh, delivers a fantastic project, they can immediately see uh, recognition. They can immediately see, you know, a, a growth path. Uh, and so, you know, for us as a company, we're very horizontal. Like we we have an ideas meeting, for example, every Monday where everyone joins from intern to, you know, me, the, the CEO of the company, and everybody has an equal opportunity to present different things. And we go with things and we, you know, we allow kind of like the team members to, to run with their ideas, even if they are the intern once again. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like it's important to to be focused on on results, to be focused on goals, but to also give people the space to, you know, kind of like uh, bring their opinions and directions to the table. Correct, correct. I think this is such a good thing to have such meeting where everyone gets equal opportunity to talk and put on, put forward their ideas and thoughts. Oh, that's great. And so moving on, what, Manila, you think in terms of, you know, what are your focus areas uh, when it comes to employee retention? That's a good question. I feel like in this current market, it's going to be way easier to retain employees, right? Because, you know, there's yeah. just a lot less competition uh, and uh, the macroeconomic scenario is such that it's it's way harder to find a a a good job, right? But like a year ago, when the the labor market was extremely heated, uh, you really needed to kind of like get creative about how you're going to retain talent when the competition across the board is is tremendous, right? And with companies that have more budget, with companies that you know uh, couldn't necessarily take uh, your talent, and it comes back to what we were talking about before: to being meritocratic, to providing opportunity across the board, and to you know um, establishing a horizontal structure where everybody knows that their capacity to grow is based on their deliverables and not in who they are or how they join the team. Right, super. Yeah. And Amanda, do you think instant recognition programs? You know, I think I see lot of organizations now opt for instant recognition programs. Do you think they help in kind of employee satisfaction or their job satisfaction and helps in their productivity? A hundred percent. We've been working through um, a blockchain use case for a large technology company based out of Korea. And uh, we're, we're going to be using NFTs as badges for, for, for talent, right? So if you, you are, for example, kind of like you are the best employee in your team that week, you'll be able to get an NFT badge. So kind of like almost going back to principles of, of, of middle school and, and, and early days in school when you get a gold star, right? And we we really believe that having that instant recognition on a project that you just put forward really matters. Uh, and collecting those, those badges uh, and creating an automated process so that, for example, if you get 10 of those badges, you automatically get a raise in the next quarter is, you know, a great way to be really transparent and show the company culture across the board and across different teams. That's right. And these instant recognition programs, when should we implement? Should we implement at the seed stage or at the growth stage? As soon as possible. <laughs> as yeah, soon as true. possible. <laughs> 
correct awesome and what is going to be the what do you think what's the first step to be taken for shaping the culture of the organization first step to be taken to shift the culture of the organization some organizations don't need to shift culture right some organizations are just born with with the correct values and the correct principles yeah. and you yeah. know then it's more about like maintaining the culture and making yeah. sure that it continues to exist even though you're bigger and you know maybe the founder is less involved in all of the hires maybe the founder is less involved in training how can we instill our company culture in anyone that joins the team uh, and yeah. so you know i feel like especially for a startup right it's less about changing culture because we're so new and you know a lot of the culture comes around you know the people that start the company but making sure that every single employee kind of like has that in their dna and there's an excellent book uh, called Principles, uh, Ray Dalio, and uh, he and it's it's basically a summary of his employee principles that you know every single employee reads when 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 they join the team. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> cool. Nice. Marilla, I as we are running out of time, I have to end this here. But it was amazing talking to you. If at all my listeners would like to reach out to you, is LinkedIn the right place? Oh yeah, LinkedIn. I'm very good at Instagram as well. My Instagram is Manu CV uh, or company Instagram Alpha with two A's. So Alpha A I O has a series of master classes about you know applications of blockchain and real use cases. So, you know, we're we're easy to find uh, and uh, we're, we're trying to provide as much information as we can and building kind of like a culture around the blockchain space. Super, super. Thank you so much for giving that information and pleasure talking to you. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Goodbye.